Hello, this is Justin Vaughn with Miramed Global Services. Today's article is entitled, A Deluge of Data, Where Lies the Truth? Let's begin. Every day, hospital executives must sift through data they've received from governmental and clinical leaders and attempt to make wise choices based on such data. The problem is not just that there is an overload of information out there, but that it is often conflicting information. This group of doctors doesn't agree with that group of doctors regarding treatment, or that leading official said one thing about mask effectiveness a few months ago and is saying something different today. There are recurring claims of overinflated COVID numbers and counterclaims of suppressed COVID numbers. What is one to do? Where does the truth lie? It should come as no surprise to mindful adults that some people have an agenda and will do anything to push that agenda, even if it means playing fast and loose with the truth. If you live long enough, you will see evidence of such propaganda, and it can be quite persuasive or repellent depending on your point of view. All we can do is give all sides in the debate an honest hearing, search out the most non-biased, fact-based evidence, and allow our common sense to do the rest. We should also be acutely aware of our own predispositions and biases, including political biases, and not allow them to interfere with sensible reasoning and sound judgment. With that in mind, we are providing below an assortment of COVID-related news that has recently been released from multiple outlets and that may be impactful for hospital decision-makers. It will be up to the reader to determine the level of reliability of the source and the story. This first section is entitled, A Question of Immunity. A Question of Immunity. According to the New York Times, multiple studies are pointing to lasting immunity relative to the novel coronavirus, even in individuals who, are only, ex who only experienced a mild infection. The studies, which have yet to be peer-reviewed, indicate that, quote, certain antibodies and immune cells appear to persist months after infections have resolved, end quote. That's according to one hospital industry analyst's review of the Times article. The problem is that for months we have seen story after story assuring us that several people who had clearly recovered from COVID-19 ultimately came down with it a second time. This would seem to raise questions about any new, quote, lasting immunity findings, end quote. Indeed, a recent communication from the Centers for Disease Control, or CDC, in Atlanta looks as if it contradicts the studies referenced in the Times as well. The CDC has provided an update to its isolation guidance recently, which originally held that those who test positive for COVID do not need quarantine or get tested again for up to three months, as long as they do not develop symptoms again. On August 16, the agency clarified that its guidance doesn't, quote, imply immunity, end quote. According to one healthcare reporter, the CDC is uncertain if someone can be reinfected with COVID-19, but cited data suggesting low levels of the virus may exist up to three months after recovering from the initial infection. The 
This next section is entitled, Dueling Vaccines. The New York Times is also reporting that the CDC is working with certain states on a COVID vaccine distribution plan. The plan may be in response to the announcement made last week by federal officials concerning the Trump administration's desire to deliver tens of millions of vaccine doses by early 2021. This, of course, presupposes that there will be a vaccine by that time. According to the most recent issue of Newsweek, there are several potential vaccine solutions undergoing current testing, some of which may be ready by early next year, but then again, they may not. Then, of course, there's the claim made last week by President Vladimir Putin of Russia that his nation has successfully developed the world's first COVID vaccine. Well, after all, they were the first to put a man in space. Naturally, non-Russians are somewhat skeptical of this medical breakthrough claim. The fact of the matter is, there is no guarantee that a vaccine that specifically addresses and safely prevents every variant of what is called COVID-19 will be developed. After all, we have yet to develop a fully successful immunization against the seasonal flu, not to mention the common cold. Nevertheless, some vaccines have historically shown to be extremely effective in nearly eradicating certain maladies. And so we can only hope that doctors and hospitals will have increasingly better access to treatment that will prevent or ease this particular virus in the weeks and months ahead. This next section is entitled, The Tale of the Tests. On August 15, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued an emergency use authorization for a COVID-19 saliva test that was developed by the Yale School of Public Health. The saliva direct test, as it is called, reportedly offers a, quote, cheaper, less invasive testing method uh, that does not rely on chemical reagents that have caused shortages of other tests, end quote. Now, at first glance, this would seem to be exciting news. However, we've all heard of various announcements and studies that have thrown COVID testing generally into question. Tainted CDC test kits, per the Washington Post. False positives, false negatives, positive one day and negative the next. It all works together to undermine the citizens' confidence in the entire testing process. This last section is entitled, Bringing It Home. So what are hospital administrators and clinicians to do with this information? Do they plan for a better, more normal 2021 because Americans will now have an immunity against coronavirus or not? And because a vaccine is on its way, assuming it really is. And because COVID testing is becoming faster and cheaper, if it's reliable. All hospitals can do is have contingency plans in place that include the possibility of a continuation of high numbers of COVID-19 cases into 2021, recognizing that some models predict a spike in such cases this coming fall and winter. Government mandates may also play a role in hospital operations with federal, state, and local officials issuing potential orders that may affect elective surgeries, for example. Hopefully, we are on our way 
to better times. But the times are often defined by those presenting the facts. We at Miramed Global Services continue to monitor the latest on the coronavirus as well as other developments important to our readers. We are here to provide you the tools to help you succeed. You can reach us at info at miramedgs.com. Thank you.